Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi guys, welcome to With Wit. Today I'm chatting with Amber Romaniak. As soon as we were introduced, I knew I had to bring her on. Amber is an emotional eating, digestive, and hormone expert who helps professional women achieve optimal health through mindful eating, self-care, and overcoming self-sabotage with food. Amber overcame her own emotional eating after gaining and losing more than a thousand pounds and spending over $50,000 on binge foods and spending five years balancing her hormones and digestion. Now she helps others achieve body freedom so they have the confidence and health to create amazing lives. You can hear more from her on her podcast, the No Sugar Coating Podcast. We are about to learn a lot. Here is Amber. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so happy you're here. You're all the way in from Canada. Yes. Well, thank you so much for traveling here. It means so much to me. I think that your messaging is so powerful and something that so many people struggle with on a daily basis. I mean, food is something that has to be a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's very natural for people to have unhealthy relationships with it because the results of eating too much or not eating enough, whatever it is, have a huge impact on how you look, your Mm -hmm. self-esteem. It's just such a powerful thing. So I want to start with just your story Mm -hmm. and how you became an emotional eating expert because it is something very rare and unique. Yeah. So, and thank you for asking because it's something that evolved and I never expected it to happen. It was through my personal experience of from a very young age, like struggling with body image. I mean, a couple of memorable moments that really impacted my life were the first when I was five and it was my first day going on the school bus and I got on the bus and I was so excited. And the older boys right away were like, Oh, look at her. She's fat. She's ugly. And I broke inside. I'm sure. And was just like, they must be telling the truth because they don't know me. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I became very shy, definitely didn't want to have any guys as friends because I'm just like, they're going to call me names and judge me. And and food was something that never called me names and never hurt me. It always tasted good. It made me feel good. So growing up, that relationship with food evolved at a young age, partially because of that and partially because my mom um, was diagnosed with 
multiple sclerosis before I was born. And so some of the things that, you know, you do with your mom, I couldn't do like walk really far, go for a day of shopping. So part of her way to compensate was food. So we'd go and get my favorite foods. We'd always have my favorite foods at home. And as I grew up, I really witnessed that she actually also had a very, you know, emotional relationship with food and Mm -hmm. her body. Mm -hmm. So I just really like obsessed with like, I've got to look a certain way. I really want to have the perfect body. If I'm like thin and, and have this perfect body, everything will be perfect and I'll be happy. And so I went through a very strong period of restriction, like under eating, exercising two hours a day, and I lost weight really fast. And I really thought that it was going to be the answer. But the irony of it is I actually became more critical of myself. I was picking my body apart more. Mm -hmm. I became very arrogant and like also, you know, physically, like my hormones started to decline. My Mm -hmm. energy dropped. My cycle disappeared. Like all these things were happening. And one day I just said, this is too difficult for me to attain. And so then this switch flipped and it's like, I went way the other way. And now Mm -hmm. here I am spending my days off working retail, driving around the city, you know, buying six cupcakes and eating them and and driving through the drive-thru and getting a pizza and eating them in my car or just like, you know, eating all the things I wasn't allowing myself to have. And then here I go gaining 60 pounds in four months. And now I'm at the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm embarrassed. Right. Right. So you're isolating at home. And now I'm like, I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want people to see me because I've gained all this weight. Like, what are they going to think of me? Right. But then you're just sitting at home eating your feelings and making it even worse. Yeah. So would you consider this kind of like an addiction? Yeah. It was definitely an addiction because Mm -hmm. it's like I would do good for a while and hop on the next diet. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm losing the weight again. I'm gaining the control back. But then something would trigger me to go back to the food, whether it was like a crappy day at work, a negative interaction with a coworker, family stress, cravings. Like my sugar cravings were so bad. So it would be like I'd obsess about sugar all day. And then by the end of the day, it's like, I've got to get to the store. I need ice cream or I need that cookie. But then it would turn into, you know, well— if I'm going to have one, I might as well buy it all because this is the last time I'm going to do this because tomorrow I have to get back on the diet, right? Because right. I've got to get back into the weight loss train to look perfect again. So it would be like all out. Like I kid you not, it would be a basket full of food every time, like bags of chips, ice cream, chocolate bars, cookies, baked goods, sandwiches, like carbs. You know, I could eat a whole block of cheese. Like to look back and think of how much I used to eat and I have some videos where I show it, but it's, I'm like, I don't even know how I had the capacity to take all of this. To do it. even a word. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, like I've definitely struggled with body issues in mm-hmm. the past. I think part of it was being on TV and seeing myself on TV and yeah. then just like judging myself. But I can't even imagine how hard it is to do something that you literally feel like you have no control over. What made you really hit rock bottom? Like what made you hit the point where you were like, I cannot do this anymore. Like I need to figure out what is going to save me. And that's a great question. And it still makes me emotional because I had finished a binge and I had thrown the rest in the garbage and I was Mm -hmm. laying on the couch, just crying, kind of fearing for my life because the pain I was, the physical pain I was causing my body, I was so bloated every day. I was exhausted. Being up and down 20, 30 pounds every other month, that's not healthy for your body. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was laying there going, I'm not going to be here for very long if I keep this up. My body can't handle this. And so about an hour later, after, you know, just laying there in pain and fear, 
it's like this part of my brain lights up and goes, oh, but the cookies, you threw all the food out, but you could go for another cookie. Mm-hmm. And so I literally found myself walking into my kitchen, opening the door, digging through the garbage, grabbing the cookie and eating it. And then I just sat on the floor and started to cry again because it was like, I just ate out of a garbage can. Right. Like, like the level of desperation probably just struck you like, oh, oh my God, what yes. is going on? And the embarrassment and like nobody knows. I don't want to tell anybody. Like I just ate out of a garbage can. And, and even one time it got so bad that I went out into the dumpster to dig. And that was oh. that's when it hit me. And I'm like, I don't want this to be my life. This is not meant to be my life. I just knew it so deep down. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how the heck I'm going to change it, but I need to figure this out because this is not working for me. Right. And so that was really the rock bottom moment. And from there, it's like the fear of food not being a comfort zone anymore was smaller than the suffering that was happening. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's what happens for so many people is it's like, I'm done with the suffering. I'm done with the isolation. Mm -hmm. And from there, I really started to learn a lot about my body and like my digestion. Why is it so sensitive? Why am I bloated all the time, right? Why why do I feel puffy? And why am I always so tired? And, you know, why are none of these diets working? Why can't I lose weight and keep it off? So I started to read more about food, um, in particular, starting with sugar, because I was like, why do I keep losing control with it? Mm -hmm. Why are my cravings so bad? And when I started to read about like refined sugar and how, you know, it can excite the same parts of the brain as a hard drug and Mm -hmm. your serotonin and dopamine get boosting and, you know, your blood sugar goes out of whack and it just impacts so many things in the body that then increase your appetite levels. So then I read about that and I was like, wow, okay, I'm not crazy. There's actually aspects of food that I just haven't realized how they impact me and my brain chemistry and my body. And I feel like each time I learned a piece of something about food or my body and became more aware, I was able to start making some changes like, okay, you know, maybe I will try to limit my refined sugar intake and use more natural sweeteners because I was so addicted to sugar. Mm -hmm. Like I personally had to cut it out for four years because that's what I needed to do to get over it. And now it's right. different for everyone, but I feel like my case was very intense. So it was things like that. And then realizing I have a wheat and a dairy allergy and they really don't make me feel well and they make my skin break out. And right. So, you know, learning gluten-free and dairy-free in the kitchen and like changing the way that I ate. And it was kind of becoming an adventure at that point. But what was bigger that I didn't realize yet was that I didn't know what self-love was. I didn't love myself. And so learning that there was a very emotional aspect and there was a void that I was trying to fill with food really opened my eyes because I'm like, I don't know how to cope with my emotions. I don't know how to cope with stress. All I've known is to eat. And now, yeah, I'm learning how to eat differently, but what does it even feel like to right. love like, how my do I, body? Right. How do I even navigate life as an adult? Yes. Because you were just having this quick fix all the time. You didn't probably even know how to problem solve. Not at all. Did anyone ever try to step in? Because I've had situations before where there have been people in my life that I've wanted to step in and say, you know, it's time to think about this. Mm-hmm. And then once I do it, I'm like, oh, was it even worth it? Because I can't force this person to do it. Like it has to yeah. be their own journey. It has to be their own rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Has to be like you feeling like, okay, it is time for me to love myself again. It can't be someone else yeah. wanting me to do it that's gonna push me to do it. So did anyone ever step in and try to have 
a talk with you and did it ever work? Or was it really just you needing to do this for yourself mm-hmm. that got you to change? Yeah. So I literally didn't tell anyone that I had gone through any of it until no I one posted knew. it on my my website when I started my business. So I literally, on my own, I always wondered, did people think there's something going on? Because my weight was always right, so fluctuating. fluctuating so extremely. Yeah. But no one ever said anything. And so, yeah, for me, the only experience I had was one time I went and I mustered up some money to go and see like a therapist or psychologist to like talk about it. Cause I'm like, yeah. maybe they can help me. And my experience, unfortunately, wasn't very uplifting and it's okay because it was a learning, but I went and she essentially was just like, you need to just not go to the store and buy the food and you need to just learn how to love yourself. And so that was like the only experience I had of like telling someone and then getting their feedback. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I had just this feeling. I'm like, I need to do this on my own. I don't know why yet, but obviously I just have this feeling that I need to figure it out and have all the ups and downs of the experience. Mm-hmm. Hence now, obviously, I know why to, to serve and help other people. But I I agree with you. I think it's so important that the person who is struggling with this, they need to choose to want to share or to, you know, go, okay, you know what? I'm ready to get help. You can't force this. Mm-hmm. You can't say to someone, oh, you're struggling with this. You need to get help. It's got to be when you're ready. Right. Because otherwise you can push people to shut down and or if they're not ready, then they just may not have the success that they're, you know, wanting to have to gain freedom from emotional eating or food addiction or stress eating. You know, it could be very small or it could be, you know, very extreme. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, I just think it's so important to, A, know you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And B, don't be embarrassed about it. Right. 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 Like, it's. It's It's so hard though. It's so hard because it feels like I can picture, you know, the imagery of you sitting with all that food. Like it can feel probably so shameful. And to have to share that with other people is almost like too overwhelming. So then the alternative is just to continue to do it and live in this isolation. Yes. But I think it's so commendable that you like did this for yourself. Like I I really don't think many people have the strength to Mm -hmm. do that. And I'm so happy that you're on because I think that you are an example to so many people out there that even if you do feel alone, like it only really Mm -hmm. does take you to actually do something. And now a word from our brand partner. I am so excited to talk to you guys about SkinSay. SkinSay is spelled S-K-I-N-S-E-I in case you are wondering, because when I first heard it, I was like, wait, what? How can I picture that? Anyways, SkinSay is amazing. It's truly personalized. They have gone through thousands of formulations and ingredients to select and create exactly what's needed, not just for age or skin type, but also lifestyle factors that may not traditionally be considered as important. So you go onto their site, you take a diagnostic quiz. It will ask you various types of questions based on your nutrition, exercise, sleep, your environment, all these things that may influence your skin health but that you don't really even realize are influencing it. And obviously there are so many experts out there constantly telling us what we should be using, but they don't really know what our skin is like. So you take this SkinSay quiz and then they recommend a routine that is completely tailored for you. For me, they noticed that I was really dehydrated because I was very truthful in my quiz and I told them how much water I drink, which is very minimal. And they also told me that I needed something with higher SPF since I live in Los Angeles and I'm actually out in the sun a lot more. I sent in a selfie picture of myself to show them too a little bit more of my skin because obviously the more information they have, the more personalized they can really get. 
They have only the highest quality ingredients, which are vegan, microbiome-friendly, and powered by probiotic and plant extracts. Plus, the pricing is extremely accessible. Skincare should not be something that you can't afford, especially when it's something that you're using every single day. All right, so here's the deal. Go online to skinsay.com slash wit. That's S-K-I-N-S-E-I on your mobile device or your computer, whatever's easiest for you. Take their skin diagnostic test and use the promo code WIT to get 20% off your first order. Again, to get started, go to skinsay.com slash WIT, get a free diagnostic and 20% off your first order with code WIT. And now back to our chat. So what did you turn to? What sources of education? What sources of support? Like Mm -hmm. what were those things that you immediately turned to to get the help? Yeah. So one of the first things that I needed to figure out was all the different things that were triggering me to go to food. Uh So like, okay, if I overexercise, if I don't eat enough, if I have too much refined food, if I don't have a good sleep, if I'm dehydrated, like I was accumulating this list and I printed it and put it in every room of my house because sometimes I'd forget to check with my triggers first before just going to the food. So that was a huge pivotal point for Mm -hmm. me was really understanding my triggers. Then it was also learning about what is Mm self-care and how is self-care helping me to connect with myself? How is self-care helping me to learn how to listen to my body and actually give her what she needs versus get all overwhelmed and then end up again going to the food? So for me, meditation became very important. Yoga became important. Mm -hmm. Deep breathing, journaling, writing about how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. Um, like dancing and getting out and doing mindful movement, not forcing myself to go to the gym and do crazy extreme workouts because I have to, right? right? So ditching the exercise that I didn't like was so important too. And it was also learning to practice being nice to myself. So starting to catch negative self-talk and or this want to go on and obsess about the scale or that I'm not this, you know, clothing size yet. Mm-hmm. And you start to catch that and go, no, like right now I am enough. This is something I like about myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually grateful because my body has given me this chance to, you know, work on healing from this. And I think that really helped me to start to build gratitude. And then I started my business. And I think that was huge for me because I started to share my story then. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started to realize I am not alone. And there's so many people, so many women that I would have never expected going through the exact same or something so similar. And it, it really made me go, I want to share this story with the world just to let people know that they're not alone, that these women are not alone. And, you know, that and getting into my business, it really helped me grow. It helped me as well learn a lot about myself and and managing, like balancing my schedule to make sure Mm -hmm. I'm honoring my body and not just go, go, going with all of that. So I think that was a huge piece too, because what I really learned was I had an experience where my hormones were really significantly out of whack Mm -hmm. still after recovering from the food addiction. And the irony of it was I was still, you know, go, go, going in my schedule and I was really tired and, and, still moving, exercising a lot. And I was gaining weight and I'm Mm. like, what the heck is going on? Like I'm not binging anymore and this is happening. And so it's literally like I had a great year in my business and there were so many positive things happening. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, if this is the way that I'm meant to be right now, I fully love and accept myself and this. And it's like something clicked in that moment of this evolution of doing all these things for myself. And the irony of it is then I quit the gym and really 
you know, committed to resting and honoring my body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I refer to weight as protection. I really feel like the body hangs on to protection when she doesn't feel safe. It's like it just melted off without me doing Even anything, about it. Wow, right? Wow. So that's the power of what happens when we, you know, build the healthy relationship with food. We learn how to listen to our bodies and we deal with, again, those other physical aspects because there's so many hormone and digestive things going on with people and other things. So when you can learn about those things and then take care of them, you really can sit back and breathe and and let your body just move to whatever's natural regarding mm-hmm. that weight. Mm-hmm. I think something that you said really rings true for me, like the negative self-talk, mm-hmm. I think is something that we all subconsciously do so much that we don't even realize that yeah. we're doing. And if you can really like try to train your brain not to do that and then tell yourself amazing, nice things to yourself, as funny as it sounds when you say it in your head. Like, I really do think that that will then have an effect on on your body and mm-hmm. on your chemistry. Like yeah. the other day when I was in yoga and we were sitting at the end and I was saying to myself, like, Whitney, you are, you are amazing. Like you are going to get through this week. You are going to be like filled with energy. You are not going to feel exhausted. But if you do feel exhausted, like don't beat yourself up and you're going to be there for Timmy and you're going to be a rock for him. And I was like, it was kind of the first time I had done that in a really long time. And I walked out of there, like feeling a sense of levity, Mm -hmm. like a lightness. And I really feel like as silly as it sounds sometimes to do, it is, I mean, obviously so important, right? Yes. It's so needed. And I think what seems so foreign at first is because we get so used to that negative self-talk and putting ourselves down that Mm -hmm. it feels weird and awkward to shift it. And that's because we're stepping out of the comfort zone of negativity and stepping into the uncomfortable, which is the unknown. Mm -hmm. And I always say, we all have this ego, that self-sabotaging mindset that that wants to come up and take us out of our power. Mm -hmm. But what's so valuable is the more aware you can become of that voice and kind of go, oh, this is what it feels like when I give my power away or when I start to talk negatively to myself, you can catch it and you can go into that positive self-talk and encourage yourself and, and have gratitude for things and and do just as you did. And it uplifts you and you get energized mm-hmm. and it pulls you back into your power. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? Had a moment, but I can move on now. Right. And I think it's so important to embrace that, that first weirdness or awkwardness that can come along with it, because I really agree with you. And I believe that our cells listen to our thoughts and that plays a huge role on our, not only our emotional health, but our physical as well. Mm -hmm. You obviously learned so much and it turned into a passion Mm -hmm. and it became a career and you have developed this term body freedom. Yeah. So tell me what your what your job looks like, like what your mm-hmm. life looks like on a daily basis and helping others and what like body freedom is all about. Yeah. So for me, I connect with all of my clients online. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all female, of course, okay. kind of all over the world. So they find me from podcasts or website or wherever, social media. And so I support them and work with them about three days a week. And so um, I work very closely with my clients. We're connecting every week or every other week, I find they need that close-knit support because, again, it can be so vulnerable to go from that diet to the emotional eating mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then 
when I'm not doing that, I'm out like in meetings or networking, um, talking to my team, developing new content like videos or podcasts Mm -hmm. to share, right, to help educate and inform my audience. And then, of course, starting to do a little bit more travel, especially things like this. It's it's so fun to get out and connect and, and again, share share the the story and the voice. So, Mm -hmm. and then for me, my kind of work-life balance is really important when it comes to like you know, I'm done work at this time, then it's self-care, right? Having my connection time Mm -hmm. um, with my boyfriend or like weekends are very important to like get out into nature or Mm -hmm. just like really chill, taking care of myself. Because I found in the beginning in my business, I didn't have that. And I started to resent my passion. And that's so important Mm -hmm. to not. And then body freedom, to me, it's really, it's light. You feel confident. You, it's like you get these butterflies in your chest when you think about yourself instead of, you know, thinking about a loved one and getting that like uplifting, happy feeling. It's like Mm -hmm. you think about yourself and it's like, I'm so grateful like for my body and everything she does for me. I think body freedom is also about, you know, any symptoms that you used to have. So say you're really tired or, you know, you struggle with certain, you know, digestive issues or, or again, that body image piece. And it's, it's not accepting that as your normal, because I think one of the things that has happened in society is we're accepting, you know, feeling under the weather, we're accepting all these massive PMS and menopause symptoms as normal. And it's like, no, you can totally have body freedom by building that healthy relationship with food, learning how to love and rediscover who you are, and also being free or really minimizing those physical symptoms. Right. That to me is the epitome of body freedom is both the physical and emotional. Right. Well, that's what I was just going to ask is, what is the difference between emotional and physical hunger? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we can feel hungry, but that may be like our brain's way of tricking us yes. into feeling like we need something when we actually don't mm-hmm. to fill a void. So what is that difference? Yeah. So there's a few different ways to tell. Um, I find emotional is any reason to eat other than physical hunger. So it's like you've already eaten and then you want a snack or there's stress. And again, you're going to that food. You're thirsty. Your body is actually dehydrated, but your body's signaling for you to eat in hopes that you'll go for water-rich food. So there can be some physical aspects that come to that. Um, But physically, the cues are going to be your stomach's going to be grumbling. Your blood sugar's low. So mm-hmm. it's like you, you all of a sudden feel that energy drop, brain fog. Maybe your memory's not working as good. You get a bit hangry. Yes. Um, and then ideally you're getting the hunger signal. So you get this feeling that kind of comes up from your stomach, kind of going, okay, I think I need to eat. Now, for some people, they don't get that signal. And that can be for many reasons, metabolism, hormones, et cetera. But if you're going, you know what? I never get any feeling that I'm hungry perhaps you're not eating enough either. So that's another thing to look for is if you're not eating enough, you're I can't imagine not out. getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's so fascinating though because I find a lot of my clients with thyroid imbalances, like an underactive thyroid, they never have that signal. But once we, you know, get things going and we balance their, you know, eating and, and get them in a healthy relationship with food and they start to get that signal – it's mind blowing for them because it's something that maybe the first time in their life they're experiencing. Wow. And now a word from our brand partner. You guys, engagement season is in full swing right now. It is actually the most popular time to pop the question. I'm not surprised. Everyone's feeling all warm and romantic right now. I actually got engaged in November, so I feel it. But starting on Thanksgiving and spanning through Valentine's Day is engagement season. 
And it is time now for all these lovely couples who are getting married to think about their weddings and they need a little help because according to a recent Zola survey, 96% of couples think that planning their wedding was stressful and 86% suffered stress-induced symptoms like insomnia, breakouts, and lower sex drive. I mean, that's kind of insane, right? I definitely felt a good amount of stress. Luckily, my sister is an event planner, so she was able to take a lot off my plate. But had I not had her, I probably would have went crazy. So here is something that will help you guys for all of you who've just got engaged or are engaged and freaking out about all the planning. Zola. Zola makes wedding planning easier and so much less stressful. They have wedding websites, registries, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place, plus free wedding website designs. They have hundreds of gorgeous designs for every style. It's super easy to create your site in minutes. You can have a custom URL and password protection. The great thing about having your wedding website and your registry in the same place is that guests can easily shop your registry on your site. Zola has the highest rated registry of all time. You can register for gifts, experiences, honeymoon funds, gifts from other stores. You can sync existing registries, all the benefits you and your guests want, plus free shipping and returns, free and easy exchanges, 20% off post-wedding discount, price matching, group gifting, just all of the things that you have thought of that you don't know how to get done, Zola has thought of for you. They will also help you make beautiful, affordable invites and paper. So shop your whole paper suite at Zola from save the dates to invites and thank yous, all designed to match your wedding website. They'll help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. Had Zola been this efficient when I was getting married, I would have 1,000% use this. Zola has actually helped 1 million couples get married and they are here to help you too. Sign up at Zola.com slash with wit today to get your free personalized paper sample. Then use code save 50 to get 50% off your save the dates. That's Zola.com slash with wit and promo code save 50. And now back to our chat. So did yeah. you have to go back to school to gain all of this education? So I went to school, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, to okay. become what is like a natural nutritionist. It's like um, holistic. For me, though, the schooling was great, but I really pride myself off the personal experience because I just think that that was like a 10-year experience of like the depths of the food addiction and the negative self-hate with the body image and the fight with the the exercise and trying like every diet. Right. And then also going along with, you know, the digestive and hormone piece, like I learned so much about my liver and my large intestines and food sensitivities and hormone imbalances, you name it. I had them like my cortisol was five times too high. Mm-hmm. I had the underactive thyroid. I had the estrogen dominance where your estrogen is way too high and your progesterone is way too low. So, you know, going through all that, which of course was created from the food addiction and and balancing it all really I started attracting just like all these women with similar things going on and so it really helped me to do my research but then also from that personal experience of seeing you know different things that work for different people it made it a lot easier to be able to support my clients with those pieces right right 
So interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I do think it's so powerful that it's something that specifically happened to you. Because mm-hmm. I have always thought about, gosh, I wish I could go to a therapist that like had similar problems that mm-hmm. I had and they mm-hmm. got through them yeah. so that I could know that like what they're telling me to do actually worked. So right. not that I wish this upon anyone or that I'm happy it happened to you, but I think that for so many people, it probably gives them such a profound sense of, you know, comfort knowing yeah. that you have been there too. A hundred percent. So is most of your work, you said you're Skyping with people, mm-hmm. talking with people on a regular basis. You're basically like the emotional support system for people that are trying to like get over this unhealthy relationship with food, right? You're yeah. essentially like a therapist for people with eating yeah. Disorders? Is eating disorder even a, like a term that people, people use still anymore? use it. I find it to be very permanent. So yeah. I don't like to use that label, but I just say, yeah, the, the unhealthy relationship with food or the yeah. emotional relationship with food. And yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm I'm really supporting them and helping them learn how to listen to their bodies with what's triggering them to continue to eat and that diet mentality. I'm helping them undo those old mentalities and, yeah. and recreate new ones. So it is a lot of mindset work. And then along with that, though, I'm also helping them, you know, with they're balancing their digestion. So it's like if you have acid reflux or again, you're gassy and your pants are fitting tight by the end of the day. Like those are all things to pay attention to because by the end of a term of someone working with me, there's no more symptoms like that. And then, you know, we're looking at hormones and I'm just making like, again, very basic, but very profound recommendations that are going to help someone naturally, you know, balance their cortisol or or help with the thyroid. Um, So I do make a lot of food recommendations, spices, teas. And then from the lifestyle aspect, it's a lot of self-care, a lot of mindset work. Mm -hmm. And then again, you know, just helping them understand they have an ego and that their ego's really been in control. And once they learn about that and they learn that there's a difference between the true them and the self-sabotaging part of them, Mm -hmm. then they can start to use the tools and the coaching to help them go, you know what, I'm not in my power right now. I've been triggered and I need to go and journal about this or meditate or, you know what, I am actually physically hungry. So I need to actually go and eat my food mindfully, right? hopefully without any distraction to Mm -hmm. just help me digest properly and move on. Right. Right. So... So I feel like we live in a world right now. I mean, I feel like it's been like this for a while, but people are so overstressed and overburdened. And with that comes a lot of unhealthy relationships with food, just Mm -hmm. because one, there may not be enough time to make healthy food or, you know, they may be turning to food because they are overstressed and then there's guilt and shame the next day. So like if you could give us just some couple quick tips for, you know, maintaining a healthy relationship with food while Mm -hmm. undergoing a lot of stress, like a lot of people do on a daily basis, what would you say? Like, what are just some quick tips or or quick mantras we can tell ourselves? I think the first thing, always have healthy snacks to take with you on the go. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like a bag of nuts or your favorite bar, fruit, veggie bags, like I think it's important to just take a few minutes to prep your snacks at least, Mm -hmm. because that's going to help to support you through the day. Stay hydrated. Have a water bottle. Take it with you everywhere. I, I think need that's to so that. so important because mm-hmm. it's again going to help your energy level stay stable. And I also think that it's important to either dedicate a bit of time to food prep every week or to get some okay. support. Whether it's like you're getting a delivery service mm-hmm. or where you're working every day, you have access to healthy food because it sets you up for success. Right. What hormone imbalances contribute to like low energy or weight gain or brain fog? Mm-hmm. Because I. I have been feeling like 
super foggy, really low energy. Sometimes I just tell myself it's because I have a two-year-old mm-hmm. and my life is busy mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, a million different jobs. Um, but I feel then uh, like other times there are maybe some things that are going on that I'm unaware of in my body. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. So yeah. a huge one is cortisol. So cortisol is your stress hormone. You produce it when you have a stress response. So it's essentially like that adrenaline rush. But the problem is, is that we have them all the time. And, and the way that it's meant to work from the caveman days is you're out, you're hunting, you see a bear, you go into fight or flight to run away to help save you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you get cut off in traffic or a traffic jam. And then there's like work stress and personal stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you produce too much cortisol all the time and those elevated levels in your blood, or for some people it gets too low. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts to then, you know, produce this stress response where you're draining your energy, mm-hmm. you're depleting your B vitamins and the B vitamins are the energy vitamins. And I find a lot of my clients also have a low vitamin B12, which mm-hmm. is the specific energy vitamin. Okay. And that's because the more stressed you are, again, if you're burning through those B vitamins, you're also burning through a lot of magnesium, which is a, a great natural relaxant okay. to help with sleep and, and muscle relaxation. Mm-hmm. So if those things are getting depleted and your cortisol is getting too high, it contributes to that what is that brain fog and, and poor memory and putting the milk in the cupboard and the cereal in the fridge kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those two higher, too low of cortisols is one. Another one is definitely, I find a lot of women are having issues with underactive thyroid. So the sluggish thyroid and that brain fog, having troubles really waking up in the morning and getting mm-hmm. going can be another sign, hair loss, cold hands and feet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then iron. So I find for a lot of people, if they're deficient in iron, they will have lower energy. So that can can definitely be a contributing factor. And then for some women, progesterone. So I find if the progesterone is really low, that again can contribute to that low energy and brain fog. So I often do encourage, you know, just anyone in general who's listening, like if you've never had a good hormone, Mm -hmm. you know, blood work done, like get it done because you think, oh, well, yeah, I don't need to do it because, you know, I'm a certain age or I'm too young. Trust me, out of everyone I've worked with over the last six years, I've only had one person come back with blood work that looked good right off the bat. So it's like mind blowing to see some of the numbers that happen. So I just think that that's like a really important and like simple aspect to look at if you're having those symptoms. And if you're sleeping 12 hours a day and you're waking, not feeling rested, that is just like such a red flag that there is either some kind of hormone or other, you know, symptoms going on in the body that you know, I really believe the body talks to us in symptoms and she's trying to say, Hey, I've I've got this stuff going on. Can you, you know, take some action to investigate it so that we can get feeling better. Right. 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 I mean, and that's one of those things that feels kind of like an easy solution. Like there are vitamins and supplements we can turn to, to help us like have more of those, those things in our bodies. I mean, obviously the cortisol, like releasing the stress is something that we have to actually mm. do and have control over. But it is so important that people think about getting some extra vitamins and supplements into their routines. Yes, that. Yeah. And you know what's so interesting about supplements is when we are stressed to the nines and if we're not absorbing properly through our digestive system, we mm-hmm. can just end up with really expensive pee. Right. So <laughs> sometimes like it's good to to do that supplementation, 
But if, if your digestion is also out of balance, that could be contributing to the high cortisol. So we've got to deal with your stomach acid. We've got to deal with food sensitivities. And a big one is gut flora. So I often find for a lot of my clients, their gut flora is out of balance. So there's a supposed to be a balance of happy, healthy bacteria in your large intestine and then just a small imbalance of bad. Okay. But if you've ever had to take antibiotics, you've drank alcohol, eaten sugar, had an unhealthy relationship with food, it can just go off very easily. Mm-hmm. And so that is a 24-hour stressor in the body, all those unhealthy bugs. And so that, again, can contribute to that brain fog and, and that really, you know, tired feeling. And so whilst I think it's great to, you know, get testing done and like, or look at certain symptoms, I think it's so important to look at the full aspect because again, like some people go and, and they get these recommendations and they're like, okay, well, I'm taking all this stuff, but how come I'm not feeling better? And there may be a whole other piece of the puzzle right? other than just stress management that still needs to be addressed. And that's where I see the digestive piece being such a key part of that um, because then people are absorbing better and then all of a sudden the supplement's working better or now they're getting more from their food mm-hmm. because everything's just functioning more easily. Wow, so much good <laughs> information. Well, you've been so amazing. Well, I've learned you. so much from you. Where can everybody find you? On Instagram, your podcast, your website? Tell us. Yeah. So you can find me on my website at amberapproved.ca. Amber Approved. Yes, yes. amberapproved.ca. And if you're curious, if you're struggling with emotional eating, I have a quiz there. You can easily schedule in to talk to me. Um, I have my podcast, which is called the No Sugar Coating Podcast, available on all podcast apps. Amazing. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram. It's my name, Amber Romaniuk. So R-O-M-A-N-I-U-K. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming all the way from Canada to talk to us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so worth the trip. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.